Nearly a decade ago, I found myself filling the hours by listening to podcasts while my husband, Brooks, was training with the U.S. Army. Walking the streets of our Army post, I dreamt of creating something for women that bridged that gap between sermon audio and small talk. It was on the floor of my tiny closet on post that that very dream, the Dream for the Journey Women podcast, came to fruition in June of 2017. And today, by God's grace, Journey Women is now a not-for-profit ministry with the aim of moving women to know and love God more. Our monthly and one-time givers help make our mission possible. If you'd like to support the work that we do, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeywomen.org forward slash give. Thank you for investing in the work of Journey Women. Welcome to the Journey Women Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Belis. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women Podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. Today marks 100 episodes of the Journey Women Podcast. Y'all, we cannot believe it, and we are absolutely giving God all the glory and praise for the way in which He has blessed the work that He's set before us. Today, we're taking a break from our current series, Living in Light of Redemption, to recap some of our favorite Journey Women episodes. We're rehashing a few noteworthy quotes and sharing how the lessons that we learned from these episodes have changed the way that we go about our days. But before we go there, I just want to say thank you. Journey Women would be nowhere without God's grace, obviously, and one of the most tangible ways that He has shown us His grace is through y'all. From crowdsourcing and raising enough money to replace my computer after it was baptized a little bit over a year ago, to supporting the construction of the new and improved New Hampshire sound booth, you guys blow me away with your love and your support. We are so grateful for your prayers for the way that you share the podcast, and for every review that you have written, like this one that I loved reading from Lauren. She said, The Lord seriously used this podcast to minister to me in a difficult season of depression, not because the mentors Hunter talks with are so insightful or the conversations so thoughtfully engaged, though those things are true, but because one of the themes of this podcast, stressed in probably every episode I've ever listened to, is getting into God's Word and knowing Him in a deeper way through Scripture. I've never been more encouraged to pull out my Bible and study it well. That is the gift the Journey Women podcast has given me. Praise God. Hey, if you guys want to give us a gift in return, go read your Bible. Then hop back into this episode in which we discuss our most inspiring Journey Women episodes to date with our team, Christy and Kimberly. Christy and Kimbo, welcome to the Journey Women podcast. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) this is really fun this is our 100th episode of journey women and i can hardly believe it today we thought it'd be fun to get together and kind of reminisce on some of our favorite the most impactful episodes that we have listened to of the journey women podcast ourselves so i really appreciate you guys joining me let's see here kimbo What is it that you do at Journey Women, for those who aren't familiar with you, who haven't intersected with our good old Christmas episode back from, what, 2018? That was 2017. Are you serious? It was. Wow, we've been at this for, what, 2.5 years now? You do the math. Um, (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) So, uh, at Journey Women, I do a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's hard to explain all the parts that I get to be a part of, but... 
I've been around since almost the beginning. So I've seen this thing grow. I've definitely listened to every episode slowly um, as I do a lot of the show notes and finding links and trying to make sure that people can make use of this amazing content that is being produced every week. If you guys don't know our history, I started Journey Women in June of 2017, and I was basically dying by the end of July. And I realized there's no way that I can possibly do this on my own. And I knew that Kimberly worked at the time as a virtual executive assistant. And so I texted her and said, Kimbo, how much do you cost? And... Um, she didn't tell me how much she cost, but she came on the Journey Women team and donated her time for, did you donate for like six months or something like that? Yeah, it was into 2018 when it changed. Whatever the math is. <laughs> I feel like yes. I can't Clearly, like, we're really bad something. at math. <laughs> Good thing Brooks is in business school. Yeah. Kimbo, you have been integral to this whole entire process for sure, without a doubt. If it weren't for you and for Brooks, Journey Women would not exist. So super thankful to have had you by my side in yeah. all of this for so many different things. And then as we uh, began to grow and to look mm -hmm. towards what we could do and how we could add to the team to kind of take some things off of our plate that we don't feel necessarily gifted at in particular, I started to do a lot of looking online for someone who could fit this role. We didn't really know what it would look like since we do both wear a lot of hats. We just knew we needed some help. And mm -hmm. so I started to ask a couple of people about who might be a good fit and one name continually surfaced and that is yours Christy also known as at Rosemary and Time on Instagram <laughs> That's right. so Christy what do you do at the Journey Women podcast yeah so I work mostly with the creative content I like to think I take you know the amazing content that's being produced by you guys and then I just present it in a pretty way for all the listeners so I work with photography and I do a lot of work on social media platforms and a little bit of brand styling. So yeah, all that kind of stuff that just, I like to say, just pretties it up at the end. Absolutely. Yeah. It is amazing to see how our gifts are all so unique and so different. And I also wanted you guys to tell where you're from and where you're at now, because everybody's gone through a lot of changes in the last couple of months even. So Christy, what kind of change and transition did you guys just go through as a family? Where do you live now? What's your little family look like? All of those things. Yeah. So as of Sunday, so that was what, four days ago, we moved to Lancaster, Pennsylvania from a little town, maybe about an hour away. And of course, that transition in my mind didn't sound like a big deal because it was just an hour. But when you move, you move. <laughs> so Absolutely. Uh, I think that shorter moves are actually harder. Don't you, yeah, Kimbo? I would think so, for sure. So we actually just transitioned to there. It's me and my family. So I'm married to David. And then we have two boys. We have Grayson. He is two. And we have Indiana. And he's about ooh, five months old. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Kimbo? I am married to Garrett and Garrett is in the army. He's stationed at Fort Campbell. So we live in Clarksville, Tennessee, and we have a 15 month old named Rhett. We've been here about two years and we had the joy of being here with the Beelises until just a few months ago because Hunter, you've also gone through a lot of change recently. Mm -hmm. That's so true. We really have. And now I'm in New Hampshire. If you didn't know, we are living up here while Brooks attends the business school at Dartmouth. It's called Tuck. It's really good to be with you guys. It's going to be really fun to get to reminisce yeah. on these past episodes. It was so cool because we started thinking through what are the most impactful episodes. And one of the things that I asked was like, what episodes 
really stuck with you over time? Like what things do you still think about today that you heard from the episodes in the past? And we each came up with kind of our own episodes that really just kind of embedded their way down into our hearts. So Kimberly, I would love it if you'd kick it off. I'm going to play a quote from episode 69 with Hannah Anderson. And so it's really hard to identify pride in our lives because we think it comes in a certain swagger and a certain package. Right. But really what what pride is, is a form of Mm self-reliance and misunderstanding the limits that we have as human beings. Mm. Yes. Trying to live beyond the limits that God has rightly and sovereignly Mm. and lovingly placed on our lives. And so what we end up doing is we begin to act as if we were God. Like we try to attempt more than we can accomplish. We try to know more than we can know. We try to do more and even save the people around us from themselves sometimes. And we kind of develop a messiah complex for all the right reasons. Like we're very well intentioned. Um, and one reason we can't always see it is because we're doing really good things. Yes. Like we're working in the church, we're serving our family, we're trying to speak life and gospel into our communities and the people around us. And so it looks on the surface like there's no way this could possibly be pride. Right. But if you kind of peel back the layers, if Christ links rest and submission to him, to humility, then that also meant I had to relearn what humility was. Yes. All right. So break it down for us. What is it? <laughs> humility, again, we, we misconceptualize this. We think it's passivity. Right. We think it's deferring to other people, not taking compliments, being the quiet person in the room, hanging back. Right. You know, you're, you're the wallflower. But what humility is, is a right self-concept where you understand who you are as a limited, created person mm-hmm. who is a servant to her king. Mm-hmm. And, and it means embracing the um, boundaries of our humanity. Yes. Man, I love everything she just said there. If you know me in real life, you would know that I probably need to love that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she could stand to listen to that episode. But I love how she's talking about the dependence aspect and just the way that humility comes, she talks, she goes on to talk about how humility comes from watching who Jesus is, right? And seeing how he did it. And I think like, if we are to learn humility from him, then he, and look to look at him and all of his limitations. And when he um, came and lived and took on bodily form, and she talks about how, I think, and y'all talk about this back and forth, Hunter, about um, a lot of times you tend to think humility is just a woe is me. Like, look at how terrible of a person I am. Look at all the ways that I've messed up today. Look at all the ways that I fail to hit the mark. And that really, in reality, that is part of it. But that humility is just recognizing and accepting our limitations. I have such trouble with that on a day-to-day basis, like over committing, overdoing, overworking. And at the end of the day, that when I have an accurate picture of who God is, that he, like, that is where I can find 
rest because in who he is, I understand a right concept of who I am, that I do have limits. I can't do it all. And that's good. And to find my rest in what Christ has done for me and not what I can do or think I can do or can try to accomplish. Obviously, that can go really deep into like all the things that I do and on a day-to-day basis. But I, I just really, I can't get away from this thought process, right, that she shared. Life is crazy sometimes, and finding time to sit down and read the Bible can be difficult. That is why I love Dwell. When I can't find time to read the Bible, I can listen to it. The voices reading the Bible are soothing. They're not your normal narrators. Plus, you can choose calming background music and adjust the pace of the narrator's voice to get things just right. Dwell's newest release is called Dwell Daily, a fresh, thoughtfully crafted devotional that immerses you in the Word, allowing you to pray it, meditate on it, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your engagement with the Bible this year, Dwell Daily is worth checking out. I cannot recommend Dwell enough to help you orient your mind to the life-giving Word of God throughout your day. Go to dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen for your 25% discount to subscribe and spend time in God's Word. Man, I so agree. I actually didn't think I had a problem with humility or pride until I listened to Hannah speak. And actually, it was because I read her book, uh, Humble Roots. And one of our girlfriends, she kept telling me, she was like, Hunter, I really think you need to read this book. And I was too prideful to think that I actually needed to read the book. And then I read the book and I was like, whoa, yeah, I'm super prideful. A lot of that has to do with, like you said, just taking on uh, more than I'm able and not accepting my God-given limitations. Christy, did this one stand out to you in any way? Yeah, like just hearing that replayed back, it reminds me so much of just the past couple months that we've been going through where we've just had so much crazy stuff going on. And we've had so many times where specifically David would come up to me like, what can I do to help? And my response is always immediately like, I don't want help. Like I want to do it myself. And I've always been that kind of person. Like you can ask my mom, like as a child, I was always that kind of person. And it's so incredible to think that like that is pride and that like what Kimberly was talking about how rest is truly realizing your limit and coming to the point of just saying like, God, I can't do this. Or even saying to you know your spouse or someone close to you, like, I need help. Like that is what humility is. And that's like, that's huge for me. And um, Kimberly, I'm so glad you picked that one. Cause like, I really need to hear that, especially through everything we've just gone through. I mean, you all both have under one-year-olds. I mean, I have yeah. toddler and but just the needs that they have and you recognize that like you, your limits are quickly maxed, right? <laughs> like you quickly recognize mm-hmm. your limitations and even more reason to boast in who Christ is and what he has done. And it's easy to recognize with little kids running around <laughs> how much need you have. Totally. And I love like how the theme kind of continues in this next episode that Christy pitched. So Let's just go ahead and drop the quote because I feel like that's helpful. Uh, This one's from The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, a more recent episode with Ruth Jo Simons. Christy, this is your favorite, so let's listen to the quote now. How we think 
about ourselves or the amount of time we dedicate to thinking about ourselves really betrays what we believe about our position before God, right? If we see ourselves as image bearers and ones who, if sanctification is the conforming us to the likeness of Christ, then if we see that rightly, then we know that my job today is not to create in myself the image of who I want to be, but to allow myself to be transformed by His conforming me to His image. And so I think it does transform the way we think. Does that mean I look in the mirror and think of myself rightly all the time? No, none of us do. We we complain about our thighs. We complain about our skin. We don't <laughs> like the way. Sometimes we complain about our own our own habits and our own, you know, sometimes I come leave, leave a party and go, why am I like that, right? We say those kinds of things. But even that, in that self-awareness, um, sometimes reflects and betrays the way we think about where we will find our security and comfort. Because if we leave a party and we go, oh, I so wish my personality wasn't like that, sometimes that's more about how much we want to secure our own fanfare, our own charm, how much we want other people to like me. But if we're image bearers, being conformed to his image to bring him glory, then that issue of self-esteem gets a back seat because you go, was God glorified at that party, right? The question is less about, did everybody like me? But rather, was God glorified in the things that I said? And if, and as a believer, usually you stop and say, Lord, I'm a work in progress. Next mm-hmm. time that I brought in that situation, would you just help me hold my tongue? Would you just help me to um, be a little bit more um, glorifying to you in all that I say or do or don't say and don't do? And so, no, we don't get it right ever. But, you know, one thing I was thinking about um, as I'm thinking about these ladies that we're talking to here on this podcast, I think about how easy it is for us to point our finger to let's say, so point our fingers at social media and the people who are, you know, faking a staged, uh, beautiful living room or are doing these glamour shots of themselves. Or or we think, wow, it's, we live in a curated, um, self-obsessed time. Like we can point our fingers towards to that. But don't you think that as soundly theological, orthodox, godly believers who want to love the word of God, sometimes we have our own version of that kind of, um, self-obsession and even idolatry and being a little too self-aware, sometimes that looks more like, I want to be perfectly theologically correct here. I don't want to sound dumb. I want to say all the right words. So rather than being somebody who simply says, Lord, I just want to know you, we get fanatical about Ooh, I want to say the right thing. Yes. So we go and read a bunch of things and try to spew and spout words that sound like the people we admire. Well, honestly, just, you know, if we're going to be real vulnerable here, isn't that really just the same as putting on a fancy outfit to try to look like somebody you want to be? Woohoo! <laughs> Mic drop. You know, your girl needed that. And plus, you guys already heard my response. So let's move on to yours, Christy, because, man, I still need to hear that today, even though I heard that a couple weeks ago uh, from Ruth, our good friend. So tell me, why why did that hit home for you? Oh, gosh, this episode, I think, Hunter, this is the one I was in Starbucks listening to this while like doing work. Um <laughs> I had my headphones in, but I just kept like saying out loud, like, yes, yes, that's me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where like the baristas were looking at me like, are you okay? Like, um, but yeah, oh my goodness, this, this quote, especially, I just feel like, 
oh, she just put words to what goes on in my brain, um, mm. especially like socially. I do that all the time. I'll leave a social mm. situation and just look back on it and think, what, what did I, why would I say that? <laughs> and not because there was anything wrong with what I said, but just, you know, because I feel like it might've made me look mm-hmm. stupid or, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And um, I just love how she points out, you know, it's not about even the questions that I ask myself after. It's about that core issue of, I'm just honestly focusing on myself so much. And I'm not mm-hmm. even thinking about just like what she said is, was God glorified? And if he was, why isn't that enough for me? You know, she, she just said it so succinctly. Like, I would love to get to the point where I can just turn my gaze from myself and how I think that others viewed me into God and how he views me, first of all, and also how he is daily changing me to be the person that he has created for me to be. And, you know, I even think about like recording this episode. (laughs) I had all these thoughts, you know, and I like picked up my phone so many times to text you, Hunter, and be like, I can't do it. I don't have anything good to say. And, you know, I don't have, you know, I just feel like I'm not verbally succinct all the time. And, but honestly, all, all of that is because I'm worried about what other people are going to think about me. It's not that I feel like I'm going to say something horribly wrong that's, you know, going to ruin the reputation of journey women, but it's, (laughs) you know, it's me and I I worry about what people are going to think about me. And so, you know, it takes that vulnerability and that honesty Mm -hmm. to say, this is a me issue and this isn't about other Mm -hmm. people around me. And, you know, I need to accept the fact that, and I think this ties so well, actually with the quote we just listened to with Kimberly, like, I am imperfect and I'm going to mess up, but that's okay. And if it does happen, just pray about it. Like that's all I have to do is just pray about it and ask that in the future, God would just, you know, stay with me and help me control my tongue or, you know, guide me into the words that he has for me to say. So Mm, so it's just the best. I love it. It's really good. It was amazing to see how many people connected with it too. But man, like what you're saying, just the way that it tethers to the pride and the humility. And then even this upcoming quote that I have that I can't wait to share. But before we get there, Kimbo, do you have anything to add to the freedom of self-forgetfulness chat that we shared with Ruth? Man, that really was such a great episode. It felt like she was rolling, you know, and you were like dropping truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb. But yeah. When we take our eyes off of ourselves and we are able to look at who God is, it helps us also see other people differently. Like God has given us this mission of loving Him and loving people and going and making disciples of all nations. And just the idea that if we're looking at who God is, we can then not just even see ourselves um, rightly oriented as image bearers, but we see other people as image bearers. And it just gives us a different way of even approaching them and gives us greater mission, right? Than waking up and figuring out what to post on the internet or waking up and trying to make sure that we like look good enough as we take our kids to wherever, however, but that we're literally interacting with image bearer after image bearer. It's been really potent in the midst of transition for me. Like all these things are kind of coming to a head in this transition because I'm meeting all these new people who have no context for who I am or 
you know, my heart or any of that, you know, like I'm at the preschool drop off and I'm hanging out with these new moms and I, I'm telling y'all I'm leaving and I'm thinking, did I say y'all too much? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, did they misperceive like the way that I was addressing this? Cause I'm a, you know, I'm a Southern gal up here in New (laughs) England. (laughs) (laughs) It has led to so many potent opportunities for repentance. Mm -hmm. I'm hurting. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling my pride, not in a masochistic way, but I am having to look away from myself and look to Jesus like none other. And this little quote right here from Nana Dulce on growing in godliness from episode 61 was such an encouragement to me. Even if what I did for the most part today was repent, Mm. repentance is some daily progress in the way. Mm. If what I'm doing most of the day is saying, man, going back to my girls and saying, mommy was, mommy sinned, let's pray for mommy in this. That is some daily progress in the way. Um, And so you're not able to repent unless the spirit of God is working in you to will and to work. Mm. So even if most of your day is filled with repentance, go ahead and, and press on. So if all you're doing is crawling, crawl. Maybe there are some people who are running or maybe there are seasons in which you're running and other seasons you're crawling, whatever it is, persevere. I'm sorry, I'm crying again. (laughs) man. This gets me every time and I really feel like I'm in just a situation right now in which I feel like I'm really kind of crawling. And I'm, I'm repenting minute by minute. I think the thing that encouraged me so much from Nana's conversation is just that that is a sign that the spirit of God is working in me Mm -hmm. and that I can bless the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. And so just even like the opportunity that he would prompt my heart to conviction is such an encouragement. So I cannot recommend that episode highly enough. She goes through justification and what it means to be justified and then the process of sanctification and how we are progressively made more like Christ. And it is so incredibly encouraging because the way she lays it out, she just absolutely magnifies the Lord and His sovereign care for us as His followers and as His children. And it just really encourages my heart heart on days like today when I feel like I've failed a lot more than I've succeeded. I'm putting that in air quotes. So that ministered to my soul and it has not left me since that conversation. And that's an oldie. That was an oldie and a goodie. So I highly recommend going back and listening to that. Uh, Kimbo, do you remember that episode? I like when we played that quote, I remembered it. But like when you just said it, like I, or when I was like seeing what we were about to listen to, I, I didn't know what I was about to hear. And then I had chills by (laughs) when that minute was over because that is just so impactful. How often are we actually crawling? Like if we're crawling, crawl, Mm -hmm. like, and just crawl to the feet of Jesus. Yeah. This whole podcast, I mean, we're crawling, man. Like we're like begging (laughs) and just asking (laughs) and watching God. Like seriously, this German podcast, they have no idea if you're crawling crawl and he's gonna honor that like dude it's real talk the story of journey women <laughs> in one phrase if you're crawling crawl okay. <laughs> yes. uh christy you weren't on the team when that uh episode aired yeah i don't know were you listening back then like oh yeah did you interface with that episode totally and 
yeah, as soon as you played that quote, I remember crying because I first started listening to Journey Women um, right after my first son, Grayson, was born. And Grayson, oh, he's the best, but he's always been a bad sleeper. He had colic for 10 months. And so I was at this point of desperation and I texted one of my friends and I was like, I need podcasts because the only time he would sleep was in the stroller walking around our neighborhood. Wow. We recommended Journey Women in one this episode. I remember like walking around my neighborhood crying, wow. listening to it because I was like, I'm crawling. <laughs> I'm crawling. <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy to think about because we didn't even know yeah. you at that time. That's really funny. It totally yeah. reminds me of the episode with Brad Evangelista, mm-hmm. which I had to push back on myself mm-hmm. and not add it because we add it to everything because it's like my favorite <laughs> episode of all time. But he talks about how one day you're going to look back on a sister like you and you're going to say, sister, you're going to make it. (laughs) Oh, and you know, another person who's really done that for me proverbially and in real life, both over the internet and through her writings. And then also as a friend is Abigail Dodds. She's a friend of the podcast and she has done multiple episodes. Actually, her rest episode is another one of my favorites, but she recently did an episode with us on comparison. And Christy, that was another one of your favorites. So let's go ahead and listen to that quote now. I think the only hard thing for me in following other women has been that sometimes I have this propensity to get hung up on methodology. And Mm. sometimes I see what people are doing and I just want to emulate. I'm totally like the perfectionistic, like, oh, this is working for you. Like, let me do this. So do you have any admonition, like, as we're comparing, as we're comparing? (laughs) Hey, you made up a new word. (laughs) That's a new verb. Hashtag comparison. (laughs) As we are comparing to actually... um, um, to do that in a, in a healthy way? Like, do you have any mm-hmm. checks and balances that might help us to gauge our hearts as we're going about the work of comparing ourselves with the hope of walking in greater holiness? Like, is there a check and a balance there that maybe would help exhort us to do that well, as opposed to potentially just seeking to like emulate behaviors without actually like uh, seeking to have a heart that really matches like the behavior? Does that make sense? Yes, and that is really wise that you brought that up. I'm glad you did because that that is a helpful, helpful point to make. So what you want to do, and I think, Hunter, you already know this, but what you want to do, ladies, is you want to imitate principles, not methods. So if you know a woman who is spending time with the Lord every day, who um, who is acquainted with his word, and she does that a particular way. She gets up at a certain time or maybe maybe for her it's 11 a.m. She has an hour free that she spends um, mid, mid-morning. And so you have tried then to set a timer at 11 a.m. every morning to do that same thing. And it's not working for you. What's the principle behind what she's doing? Don't feel like you need to do it the same way, but take the principles of godliness that other women have really been consistent in that you're trying to imitate and apply the principle to your actual life. Here's the thing. You cannot obey God in someone else's life. You can't. I have so tried it. You can't submit to your husband the exact same way someone else submits to their husband because we're each called to submit to our own husband and each of our husbands are a little bit different. That can be a problem as well. If, if you're trying to obey in their life, you will be frustrated. But use the same principles 
applied to your life. And that's going to take some wisdom. That's going to take some trial and error. That's going to take working it out. But look for the principle and then say, Lord, how can I faithfully apply this principle to my life, not to her life, but to mine and this this unique circumstances you've given me that are different than the ones you've given to her. I love it. This was an impromptu question that I threw out at Abigail without any prompting. And it for sure will be one that sticks with me and an answer that will stick with me for the rest of my life. So Christy, why did it stand out to you? Yeah, um, I think this is something that I do all the time. And I think a lot of people probably do, especially with social media and just how Mm. fast paced everything is. And I think I see it the most in myself as a mother, like looking to other people and saying, oh, you know, you know, my kid's struggling in this area. How did you get your kid to, you know, speak so well, so quickly? And then taking that being like, well, now I need to sign up for this, this, and this program. And my kid will be, you know, gold star or whatever. And not taking into consideration the fact that everyone else's kids, like all of our kids are different. Our husbands are different. I'm different. And just because someone else is, you know, subscribes to a certain method doesn't mean that that's what I need to do. And I think also looking into like, even if I try something identical to, you know, to what someone else does and it doesn't work, that doesn't mean that I am a failure in it. Mm. You know, and I think I, I do that so often. It's like, well, I did everything to the T that, you know, my friend said that they did and my kids still acts out at the grocery store or whatever. And it's like, it's not going to work for your kid necessarily. It, it could, but I just, I love how Abigail, every time I hear her speak, I'm like, she says the things that like, I feel like I should know in my head, but they're <laughs> mm-hmm. not there, <laughs> you know, and when she says <laughs> yes. them out loud, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, Yeah, I love how she said, like, Hunter, I think you know this. And I'm like, no, actually, like, I'm I'm genuinely asking. Right. Every time I hear her speak, she says something like that. And I'm like, oh, goodness. Like, there's so much. But yeah, I I guess overall, it's just that that little nugget where if I can look to someone else's situation and think, instead of what rules can I instill to make this work out for me, and instead think, what truth can I extract from what they're doing and apply it to my own children? in the way that's going to be best for their their learning and best for even my own edification. Like that's, that's where it is. And I love how she talks about like trial and error being okay. Cause that get, that trips me up all the time. I'll try poor David, you know, I'll try three things and be like, it's hopeless. And he's like, no, there's still 10 more things you can try. (laughs) You know, I just felt like that was so, so encouraging that, you know, Again, I just, I feel like all my episodes are about navel gazing. So maybe that says more about myself (laughs) than anything. (laughs) I think that's so helpful, not only for us as we are seeking to find mentors and to learn from older women, but also as we're mentoring, Mm -hmm. because I guarantee you there's probably mentees of mine who are listening and they're thinking, yeah, Hunter has shoved some methodology down our throat in the Mm -hmm. past. And I think that's because I've genuinely looked to methodology as salvation Mm -hmm. in certain seasons of my life. And that's why I love this quote so much, because it's such a potent reminder that methods don't save. The gospel saves. And so, so much of it is just like, how do we apply the gospel to the reality of everyday life? Mm -hmm. For me, it's a lot more about like just relying on the Spirit. And I think what you were describing, Christy, is that participation with the Spirit where you're saying, 
hey, this is what I'm seeing in scripture. Like, would you help me know what it looks like? Wisdom, like wisdom yeah, applied. Like, yeah, totally. what does it look like to uh, flesh this out in the context of the situation that we're facing together as a mm-hmm. family? Like if you're talking about it in the context of motherhood. Yeah. So I just think it's super helpful for me personally, as I'm learning from other women, as I'm seeking to pour into younger women. What about you, Kimbo? What do you think about this? I mean, ultimately, right? It's She's encouraging us to just be obedient to truth, to measure everything Mm -hmm. against like, what does scripture say? And how do we practically apply that to our lives? Like the way that I do that is going to look totally different than the way you do that, Hunter. Even like, if I'm like watching how you interact with like Davey and Hadley and the ways that you like train them up, like the way that I'm going to do that with Rhett is going to end up looking different. Just, I think that could easily create discouragement, right? If like, I can't, get whatever done with Rhett that I see you've done what seems like successfully, right? From my perspective Mm -hmm. with uh, your girls and ultimately you'll do with Bo too. I mean, you're not going to like leave him out, but it could just be so easy to look at that and want to do it the same way instead of saying, you know what? Like she's instilling the word of God Mm -hmm. in their heart. Like, how can I do that with Rhett? Like throwing this ball down the hallway, you know, like we can do the same Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and it'd be in a different context to be in a different time. It'd be in a different manner. And, but ultimately like we're hiding God's word in our heart or we're practicing patience and training them up. It's easy to think of this with, with kids, but it is also really easy to see it with the girls that we've invested in over time. And so I think that was a really a good point and something to even continue to make me think about. So thank you, Hunter, <laughs> for the continued encouragement <laughs> from that episode. <laughs> the next two episodes are interesting. Kimbo, you and I were working together at the time in which we decided to do this series on the church. Chris, you weren't working for us at the time, were you? Um, I think I came on right when this was releasing. Yeah. Okay, yes. The series that we're going to talk about here is the one that we did mm-hmm. on the church. And we brought the Podfather on for a call. Mm-hmm. If you're a longtime Journey Woman listener, you'll know the Podfather is uh, Matt Lance. He's been on, what, three times now, Kimbo? Yeah. And he's a mentor to us. We actually initially connected through Pine Cove Christian Camps where Matt Lance, this guy that we're talking about, uh, discipled both of us through a discipleship program. And we chatted with him about what we should cover in like the upcoming series. And we do that with our series. Like, I think that's helpful for you guys to know, like we're talking with mentors, we're talking with our pastors and asking them like, here's what we're seeing. Here's what we're engaging with online. Like, here's what we covered. Here's the requests that the listeners are submitting to us. Where do you think we should go with this? And through talking with Matt, we came to see that there was a lot to be covered on the topic of Mm -hmm. the church. It's phenomenal how the Lord really used those episodes to minister to me personally and to those of you who are listening. So Kimbo, you really connected with our very first episode in that series on the church by Gloria Furman when we were talking about the global church. So let's listen to that clip now. You know, the world is round. (laughs) And it's turning on its axis constantly. There's always, it's always morning somewhere. I love to think about this particularly on Easter because we have that refrain on Easter morning. You say, he's risen, he's risen. He's risen indeed. This is the refrain. The refrain is echoing all around the world because the world is turning. It's always Easter somewhere on that day. It's he's risen, he's risen indeed is echoing for 24 hours as the church, the global church is waking up to remember the good news again that Jesus is risen. And indeed, even if it's not on the calendar today, Easter, you wake up. The church is waking up to say, he's risen. 
Yeah, just to consider the, the echoes of, of our praise here on earth echoing in the throne room of heaven constantly around the clock is just really neat. I think about that statement that she said all the time now. Like little things, like when you're walking down your street or like you get bogged down with what's happening where in your little area, right, of life, your little sphere. And then you remember like who God is and you remember that the world mm. is turning on its axis and there are people who he is intimately acquainted with all over the globe. Or you think about all the things that are going on in the world. And I love the news and I probably to a weird extent, but like love to know what's going on in the world. But then I love to think there are people who know and love Jesus who are walking with him in the midst of that scenario and in the midst of that scenario and in the midst of just like whatever time it is that we're recording this, that there are people waking up trusting God with his mercies being new each day is amazing. Like that is the family that we're a part of. And I think one of my favorite things about journey women is that we get to hear people, y'all, the people y'all right now that you're listening all across the globe and hear the stories that mm. y'all share with us about God's faithfulness and the timing of podcasts and the things that were said mm. and the faithfulness of us as we crawl, crawl, crawl to, to try to do this thing. And it's just, I love, I love that we're a part of something so much bigger than us. And I don't mean the podcast, I mean the kingdom of God, right? And we get to be a part mm -hmm. of something that is, it goes beyond our current scenarios, our timelines, like our, our little blip of mm -hmm. life in the big scheme of God's grand story. And that quote specifically reminds me of that every time I hear it. What did y'all think of it? I mean, that was a mic drop moment. If you know Gloria, like the context of her life, the way in which she speaks that is just so potent, you know? You can go back and you can listen and she'll talk about it, but she's living in another country. You know, Dave, her husband, uh, struggles with chronic illness. She's a mother of four. It's like, okay, this is real. Like her hope is eternity. He is risen. Mm -hmm. uh, he is mm -hmm. risen indeed. And it just makes me smile knowing her because that is truly the echo of her life. And and like you said, Kimbo, I think that's just the Journeyman podcast. You know, it's just these women who... Uh, many of whom are living lives like that, that it's like, wow, that's amazing. And then many of whom are just, you know, arguably like very normal, like myself, who are all, we're just communing together and saying he's yeah. risen indeed. And it just like makes me smile so big. I think we could do a whole podcast episode just on that small little phrase, he's risen indeed. That's my take on it. What about you, Chrissy? Yeah, it just inspires such humility in myself. It's so easy to get caught up in just everything going on in our own lives personally, but even like in, you know, the confines of the church that we're a part of locally, you know, I, I think it's so easy to get caught up in everything that can be happening there when the reality is it's a global thing that mm -hmm. it's just, even, even me trying to verbalize it, it's just overwhelming. You know, if you, if you mm -hmm. really take a step back and you look at it, it's so cool to think that, you know, when we go to sleep at night across the globe, there are watchmen who share our faith and our brothers and sisters in Christ who, you know, they're waking up and they are living their lives for Christ. And like, when they go to sleep, we wake up and continue this process. You know, it's what a neat thing mm -hmm. to think that like, 
all of these gears are always moving. You know, there's there's always people waking up to serve Christ. And as we sleep, other people are waking to serve him and, and vice versa. And yeah, it's, I feel like it's just such an overwhelming process. And it, if you really think about the weight of it, it's, it's just so humbling to be a part of. Mm-hmm. I love the interconnectivity yeah. of that mm-hmm. and how you just describe like, the body of Christ. And that's where this next quote is going to take us with the local church with Susan Hunt. This is a back-to-back episode. Kimbo's was episode 83. And my last favorite is episode 84. Those saints, all saints that are united to Jesus are also united to one another in Mm. love. Mm. And it goes on to say, They have communion in each other's gifts and graces and are obliged to the performance of such duties, public and private, as to conduce to their mutual good, both in the inward and outward man. Now, that's radical in our culture of independence is power. Mm -hmm. No, it's really not. That's a lie from the enemy. We're to live interdependently. We are to be united, and, and we actually have communion, your gifts and graces belong to me. I need your gifts and graces, and you need mine. And we're actually obliged. That's a strong word. Yes. We are obliged to perform these things for the mutual good, thinking of the, the common good rather than our own good, again, runs against the grain, but it's right. And it's good, and it's the way we're supposed to live. Becoming a Christian is intensely personal. But once we are united to Christ, we're also united to his other children. And it's in the context of these covenant relationships that we live out our faith, that our faith is expanded and it's strengthened. Marriage and membership in a church give us the kind of committed up-close relationships that help us to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus as we love one another, as we serve and forgive and care for one another, as we rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. (laughs) Could you not just listen to Susan Hunt talk all day long? I like one. It's so good. I'm just like, I just sat here that whole quote, like nodding. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Your gifts and graces are mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think we have lost that in our generation, our millennial generation. We can be so independent and we just do not recognize um, the beauty of the body of Christ. And I'm telling you, it was so encouraging just to hear different listeners of the podcast saying that they're getting plugged into local bodies and like what, how that's impacting them. Uh, And, and for me personally, having moved around, you know, Brooks and I have moved four or five times, five times in the last eight years, I think. Bless you. The body of Christ though, in each different duty station, we were in the military and now in new England, it's just so potent y'all like to be able to, come alongside our brothers and sisters, no matter where we're at in the world, and to experience uh, the body of Christ and them serving you and you serving them and all of this happening as we are collectively on mission for the glory of God and being able to employ uh, the gifts and the graces that God has given us for His glory in service to one another. I mean, it 
is yeah. tremendous. And that's really our hope at Journey Women is that this would be a resource that would encourage you really to tether in there. And of course, to tether into the word of God and to look to the women in your community to really find that Titus 2 kind of discipleship, to look to women to teach you sound doctrine in your proximity. We hope this will be an encouragement and we hope that this will spur on life-giving conversations with women in your local context. That's our goal. That's our aim. And so that was kind of a culminating moment for me talking to Susan, someone who is so much older and so much further along in her walk with the Lord. Really, she just steps away from glory and she would smile, I think, hearing me say that. And it's just that it was an admonition to me as a younger woman. And I think that was really, she encapsulates kind of why I started the Journey Women podcast because it's like, man, she encourages me in my journey to glorify God in the seasons and challenges I face, you know, along the way. And so it was the topic, but it was also her as, as a person and as a follower of Christ, not to glorify her or make her, she, she would absolutely like probably rebuke me if she, if it came across in that way, but just to acknowledge the grace of the Lord Jesus on her life and what it looks like to crawl and limp towards glory uh, decade after decade and how like his faithfulness to her in and through that process, that encourages me. Guys, I just want to I want to exhort you guys as members of the Journey Women team because the way in which you have blessed me with your gifts are just absolutely tremendous and really truly I hope the listeners know that this is not the Hunter Show. This never has been. This has only continued by God's grace manifested <laughs> to me through your help. So mm-hmm. I am so thankful uh, for the way in which you have served me. Your gifts are yeah. so different than mine. That's so evident in the way that we function as a team. Mm-hmm. It's such a grace to me. And Christy, I feel the same way about you. And I'm so thankful for your partnership, for the gospel, and for your service to me and for your service to the listeners of Journey Women. I hope that everyone knows that um, we are just blessing the Lord with this episode. We are so thankful for what He has done. We give Him all the glory, honor, and praise. The story of how did this happen, it could not be but for His glory and by His own hand continues in the legacy of Journey Women. So thanks for joining me, guys. It is a gift, Hunter. And I know that everyone has been so encouraged by you and by the ways that you have allowed God to use you. And I love having been able to see this so up close and see your honesty and your vulnerability, but also getting to see God be glorified through it all. So I'm honored to be on this team. Christy, I'm sure you ditto. Yeah, I mean, I remember the night that I got the email from Hunter, it was completely out of the blue. And I just felt so, I don't, I just felt like awestruck by it just because it's, um, it's something that radically changed my life in listening to it and, um, took me in a time of life. that was extremely difficult being a new mom and just pointed me a hundred percent directly back to God and where my gaze should have been the whole time. So I am just, I, I daily am so grateful for what the podcast is in general, but also just working with both of you. That last quote that says your gifts are mine. Like I feel that I feel like, you know, we have such a special team where it's like, 
if Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm lacking in something, I don't feel like that's a failure. And I can be like, please like take this because you're so much better at it. And I, you know, I just think that that's such a rare thing to have, especially in a group of women. So I'm just so blessed by both of you guys and just so honored to be a part of it. Well, you know, that's got to be God's grace because y'all go back and listen to those first few episodes and you will see, I did not even know what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, genuinely. So it's only by God's grace that we're here. We are so grateful for you guys, the listeners. This is ridiculous. Like, honestly, it's ridiculous that the Lord would use our ragtag efforts to encourage you in any way whatsoever. And you guys turning around and encouraging us um, <laughs> after we have just put forth. These are genuinely, these are our best efforts, guys. Uh, so thanks for bearing with us. Uh, but <laughs> the fact that you would turn around and encourage us, even in this, is just a genuine joy. If you want to continue to support Journey Women, we would just ask that you would pray for us. Yeah, As you can hear, we are very normal. We are very like you, like you can imagine it's a terrifying thing to step on the other end of uh, tens of thousands of people listening to you when you're just a normal, a normal 30-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we just ask for your prayers. We ask that you would ask the Lord to hem us in, to keep us, and that you would pray that He would be glorified in and through this. And if this has been an encouragement to you, not just this episode, but any episode, it'd be a blessing if you'd share it with your friends, if you'd write a review, we'd love to hear from you. And then lastly, one way that you can practically support us is just by using our sponsorship codes and stuff like that. We monetize the podcast because it helps us do what we do. Genuinely, we ain't making bank over here. We just, we surviving. I'm just saying. (laughs) So uh, using those sponsor codes and everything like that will help encourage sponsors to continue supporting us, which just helps us get the gospel into the hands of women, honestly, all over the globe. I'm telling you, it's crazy to hear what God is doing. It's truly only by his hand. The fact that we are being listened to overseas by missionaries who are deploying other missionaries, using the podcast as a resource or women who are coming to Christ overseas, uh, women who are in countries in which they don't have access to great gospel-centered resources that they can just download this on their phones. That's huge. So we appreciate uh, all your love and support in this endeavor and especially your prayers. Guys, 100 episodes. Praise the Lord. Me, me, of all people, I am the most surprised. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a joy to get to journey alongside you guys thanks for joining me on the journey women podcast guys this week we would love to hear from you about your favorite episodes hit us up over at journey women podcast on instagram and facebook thank you for all of your love and support over the past 100 episodes we are so grateful for your love and support as we crawl 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 like kimbo said toward glory From him, to him, and through him be all things. To him be the glory forever. So you'll know this episode was edited by Chris Mann and the Podshaper team. As always, it's a joy to get to journey alongside you guys. Can't wait to see you here next Monday. Have a great week.